welcome back everybody happy thursday yes um and happy tuesday or monday sorry today's monday (laughs) today is monday um how are we all doing how are we all feeling i need to give a massive disclaimer to this episode because my mom and family are in california and so i was tasked with taking care of the family dog Bandit. His name is Bandit. He's very cute. We'll post a picture of him to the Instagram. I have before, but maybe people like didn't know that like that was my maybe they can my tiny pup. But yeah, he's one. He's still very much a puppy, and so if you hear him, I apologize for that. Um, but he he's really cute, and he just wants to be involved. So hopefully he he just wants down. to be a part. He wants to be involved in the situation. So anyway, how are we? How are we doing? I I'm gonna be honest. Good. I'm slightly, I'm well, but I'm like stressed to the point where I'm like, this shouldn't be healthy for a human being to be this stressed. Um, I was about to say I'm doing fine, but it's just a Monday. Like yeah. this has been, I, for the past three Mondays, I've had the most Mondayest Mondays of You know my what? Life. I knew you were going to say that. And I don't know why that is. And so, you've and said that really on an like episode that. before. Really? You've, you've well, said that it, on our brain dump episode. Well, it's happening again. Yeah. So that's funny. Also, Bandit. I would like to make it very that's clear fine. since dog sitting, I've had Bandit since Thursday. And you know what the realization has given me is like, I don't know how the fuck people have kids. Like that is, that is how, what I've learned from watching a dog is I don't know how people have kids. Like because he is so needy. He needs yeah. to pee. I guess that's he why it's easier to, to have cats. Literally. Like he, you can just like, go. If for, we're probably not going to use any of this for Instagram, but like he is just sitting on my lap right now. He crawled from the bed behind me to sit on my lap and there he is positioned himself and he just wants to be a part of things. And I just don't understand like how I'm supposed to have like a human. Like he is already taking everything in. Oh my God, Bree is doing... What's today? Three and a half weeks. Today's the 11th. She's doing three and a half weeks. Yeah. (laughs) So this Saturday we have her baby shower. Yes! I'm so so excited. We've... Bria is a friend of the podcast. We talk about Bria all the time, but if you don't know, Bria is one of our best friends. She's expecting. She is about four foot nothing, basically, and gigantic. So yes. we're really excited. Um, but anyway, so if you guys have not listened to our last episode, it was an entire like breakup guide. Like we walked through a lot of things about breakups, and to the point where like I looked down my phone. And um, it said 55 minutes, and if you use Anchor to record podcasts, you only get an hour. So we were yeah. like, oh, okay. We were like, okay, so we're going to have to do a part two. Yeah, so we're going to have to do a part two. But we decided that instead of, like, continuing on the sad train, we're just going to, like, start from, like, where we left off, finish out breakups, and then, like, dive into, like, dating someone again, you know? And not yeah. so much, like, intensive relationship stuff, which I think we're going to get to in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so, like that beginning stage and we posted a poll earlier today because that's generally what we do before episodes like this and asked about like you know like what specifically when it comes to dating someone new is like most appealing it was probably the most engagement we've gotten on a poll in a really long time I thought that whenever I opened it to look at what the results were while I was at work Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god we've gotten so much engagement so that you know obviously tells you a lot and I think the one that people really grabbed onto is like how do I know if someone's right for me which tells me a lot in terms of like our audience but also I think like human nature because it's funny like I was writing a paper today I'm in this class called human sexual behavior good class and I was writing, I had to write like a movie reaction paper and I chose The Notebook, 
Great movie. Love the notebook. And so I was writing. Was filmed in Charleston. Yes. True. And I was writing a paper on like. Oh my like, God, Bandit the... just farted. Oh. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> you feel not... all right? No, I don't smell it. Oh, lucky you. He ate a lot of sticks today. That could be why. Oh, so he's a bit gassy. Yeah. So anyway, I was writing a paper basically on the sex scene from the notebook. And it, like... Why the sex scene? Because oh, human yeah. sexual behavior. So I had to write it on, like, a concept from class and then relate it back to um, a movie scene about sex. So, anyway, it, made, it got me thinking, like, writing the paper, like, you know, that concept. When you watch a movie like The Notebook, you're like, okay, so am I supposed to have, like... July 4th fireworks and like that's how I know someone's right for me literally you know like, what I mean especially whenever I like it. whenever you first watch the notebook and you're just like oh my god is this what I'm supposed to do is like, this what's yeah. supposed to happen and literally the whole concept <laughs> paper was like no like one fiery sex scene is not like what makes a relationship yeah, no. unfortunately because <laughs> in reality wouldn't Allie that be so easy was fully engaged with someone else you're telling me that one sex like made Noah go like it's actually fine <laughs> Come on now. Like, that's, you know, so that's, like, essentially what I was writing about was, like, that is a not an accurate portrayal of sex. No sex is that good that that man was, like, oh, wait, it's, like, you're not engaged. Like, you I didn't feel, just go and get a whole husband. I feel like um, in almost any rom-com, the sex scenes are never reality. No, but it always, not like, saves the fucking any, relationship. Or, honestly, in any movie. Yeah. As well. Every just time the sex is Anything in it. scripted with yeah. sex, it's just never real. I'm just like, that doesn't yeah. happen. happen. And like, it's it like, just doesn't happen. Now we're amazing. And so basically, the concept is like, how do you know if someone's right for you, right? Like, so I get that. Like, I get that because you watch movies like that and you're like, I don't have that. So, like, yeah, no. in my, is or this I've never right? experienced that. So I get it. But we're going to get to that. That's not really where we're starting. Where we're no. starting, I think, is like, how do you know if you're ready? Like, if you're post breakup, how do you know if you're ready to, like, date someone new? To get back out there. And I think the immediate, like, thing that, like, kind of comes to mind for me is, like, if you can think about the thought of going on a date with someone else and it doesn't make you sick to your stomach, you should go on the date. Or if it doesn't absolutely annoy you to think about being in a room with another person or if you don't feel drained whenever you think about getting to know another person or, like, putting yourself back out there for other people to get to know. Like, if someone hits on you at the bar and you don't immediately want to puke, (laughs) then, like, yeah, like, go ahead. Like, I think also the older that you get, it becomes less about dating for, like, a serious relationship and more about dating for the experience. So I think, like... Being ready for something new doesn't necessarily mean, like, I'm ready to dive back into, like, a very long-term serious relationship. I think that can just mean, like, new people. I'm ready to go on dates. Like, I'm ready to, like, meet new people. I'm ready to have cool experiences. So, like, if that's you right now, this is your sign. Like, if you can talk to someone in a bar and not feel disgusted, I think (laughs) you are ready. Like, if you want to go on a date, like, it doesn't have to mean... Anything. anything you don't owe that person anything especially if they're like and you definitely don't owe them a relationship yeah like you don't need you to, don't have to think that far just like go on the date get to know somebody yeah like i think that's exactly how you know if you're ready is like because i mean you know like that post breakup feeling when you feel like the thought of someone else kind of makes you like sick to your stomach yeah like, I remember that feeling so vividly, and then you kind of do reach a point where you are interested. Like, I remember after my last breakup, I was like, I kind of want to, like, download Tinder. Like, that was kind of, yeah. like, a moment from where I was like, okay, like, I guess I'm kind of, like, not That's over it, but, you know. But I was ready to, like, talk to new people and tell them about my life and have small talk. And, and it's, like, sucks because that, that part of it, like, isn't always great. Yeah, no. Um, Sometimes it doesn't, like, take, and people, like, just don't talk back. 
yeah awkward or something and I will also say this about like dating someone new not even dating someone new because it's honestly before that it's like when you're getting to know someone yeah or like a couple people or like whatever like it's it kind of sucks like it's not fun to have to play that game or like go through things in your head of like well what does this mean like what does that mean like when he says this what does this mean or like he'll say something like I don't know like I play golf with my friends five out of seven days of the week and like in your head you're like what does that mean for our future relationship you know what I mean and you're already kind of like running through that in your head I have a friend who's like that and she talks about so we went through her list of non-negotiables and Mm -hmm. she said in one of them she's like if he doesn't have a five-year plan I'm like sweetheart (laughs) the amount of people sweetie who do not have a five-year plan at all like, it's okay. People that, barely have, like, a three-year plan. Yeah, and, like, that's okay. I and that's think, fine. That's I okay. I think those questions are for much further down the line. I think if you're just trying to start, like, dating around, like, meeting new people, like, take some pressure off yourself. Like, you're not trying to find your husband. Like, take – and I feel people say that. Like, you're dating to find your person you're supposed to do with forever. No, you're not. Like, I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think you are. I know that's, like, kind of a controversial, like – yeah. I don't, I don't think, think that so. is, like, the specific reason for people to date is to, like, like scope out their yeah. next partner. Like, you don't want four kids? I want four kids. We cannot go. go on a second date. Gotta go. Like, no. Like, you don't need to do all of that. Now, whenever, like, I am, like, meeting people that are, okay, so, like, I meet someone, right? Things are going great. We're talking. It's fantastic, right? And then... He wants to be involved. I'm telling you, big disclaimer. He is involved. It literally was like, <laughs> sit, lay down. No, okay. Anyways, uh, reason for that, me saying that was, um, get to know a person first before you start to think about um, your children, y- your future. Mm-hmm. Um, get just get to know them. Like it can be fun. Dating can be fun. Yeah, I think so. I and mean, that's what I'm like thinking. And, about that is like when you put that on your head, like when you're taking everything they say and like thinking about it, like does this fit into my five year plan? Like that's when you get into some trouble because because like, your five year plan could also like change. And most people's do. Like I yeah. don't think. Okay, where was I five years ago? Was, oh my god, I was sixteen. <laughs> Me at sixteen did. Not oh my god! Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, almost seventeen. But Ew. I was twenty. Like two. But still, that's like a massive difference. Like, um, yeah, I was a totally different person, and I did not see myself here in five years. Tell you what, I had a five year plan at sixteen, seventeen. I was like, "This is what I'm gonna do. This are is where you, I'm gonna go." Are you doing that? Somewhat, but like, no. At the same time, like, <laughs> yes and no. Like, I don't think I could have like predicted exactly kind of like what I'm doing now or who I'm friends with or whatever. Like, I think that things change. So I feel like when you're dating someone new, like, I think just pay attention to how you feel when you're around them. Like, don't. This is, like, so cliche, or it's becoming more cliche. It's, like, when you walk in a room, stop thinking, like, what do those people think about me? And start asking yourself what you think about them. But Mm -hmm. I think when dating, that really applies. Because it's, like, well, how do you feel when you're around them? You know? Like, how do you, how how do they make you feel? People worry too much about another person's feelings. This is going to sound harsh, but I feel like I've said this before. I don't really care. Like, as long as I feel good, (laughs) and I am in, like, a comfortable space whenever I'm with somebody or if I'm like dating somebody or going on dates with people getting to know people if I am comfortable that is honestly all I care about Mm -hmm. um if I feel just an easy teensy weensy bit awkward I'm probably just gonna be like yeah 
Like, because then what do you do? Well, I think to a degree, you're, like, allowed to feel nervous. I think oh, to yeah, a yeah. degree, you're allowed to feel, like, especially on, like, that first couple dates, like, okay, like, what do we talk about next? Like, and I also think, like, this kind of goes into the idea of, like, the spark. Um, but I, I just think if you're somewhat fresh out of a breakup and you're kind of, like, toying with the idea of getting back out there, we've done an episode on dating apps, and I know some mm-hmm. people, like, aren't crazy about them, but do I think that they can work? Of course I do. Yeah. Especially if you're just, like, wanting to kind of, like, meet people. I loved it for that. was just kind of, like, allowing myself to meet different people, and, like, not all of them were, like, romantic connections. Some people were just, like, really fun to talk to, really interesting people to talk to, and I really take away, like, lessons from that or values from that, and so I think any space, this is just my idea, like, take, like, dating app out of it. Any space where you have access to that many people is a good thing. Any Absolutely. Space. You know how many different people you can meet? It's a cool From thing. all kinds yeah. of different backgrounds and just places in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to meet all kinds of people. Be safe. Well, we'll go listen to the dating app episode if you do decide to, like, try that in, yeah. as, a, as a method of meeting someone new. Go listen to I mean, to we've both episode. done it. Yeah, we both have done it. We really did, like, a full episode on kind of, like, all of our thoughts about dating apps. So mm-hmm. I think... Um, that would be a good one if you're into that space. But also, like, you know, like, be in a bar. And I think hit on someone. Like, go up I to someone. I can't do that. Well, and I know that some people go, like, oh, like, no. Like, I literally never shoot my shot. I can't. Not to, like, like, disclude you. But I know especially for women with men, we assume that men are supposed to make the first move. It's the same way with women, though. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. What about what if you're both women? Who makes the first move? whoever makes the first move that's what i'm saying like women expect men to come up to them like does all women expect someone else to come up to you i think sometimes depending on how you present oh oh good point maybe depending on how you like present very interesting point so i guess yeah we can yeah okay so you kind of assume that like someone who takes more of that like dominant role would be the one to like come up to you you. um but i i do think like if you see someone in a bar and you like the way that they look and you like their mannerisms, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you walking up and talking to them. Yeah. And if anyone makes you feel like I've shit for that, bar. please tell them not to. And again, it's not the idea of like, that's your husband. It's like, that could be a fun conversation. Yeah. That could lead to a cool text conversation. It's that fun. could lead to a good date. Like you have to, I think, I think. It can lead to a good situation. And it doesn't, shit. and, and it's like, exactly. Like it doesn't mean it that that's your boyfriend. Like a fling, like just something. Mm-hmm. And because that is fun, yeah. too. I think when you start dating again, I think the word on your mind, truly, and, like, make this your mindset, ingrain this in your brain, is fearless. Like, I think you just need to be fearless. Just do it. Because in reality, here's the thing. Less, like, one out of ten people in your whole life is going to stick. Like, one out of ten people in your life is going to be a relationship. Probably yeah. less, but let's, you know, I don't know. Like, it depends. Like people Depends have, on where you are, yeah. you know, or like, how, how big serious, your circle is. Like, some like, people right. have a lot of serious relationships. Some people have two. Like, you know, whatever. But Yeah, I haven't had a lot. Right, same. So, you know, moral of that is, like, you know, very few people are going to stick. So why not throw your shit at a fan and see what it is that sticks? You know? Like, because what's going to stick is going to stick. See what falls. Yeah. And also, like, this isn't us saying, like, you shouldn't be alone. But if you do want to get back out there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that's my opinion is, like... Be fearless. Like, go after what you want. Like, say yes to things. Like, enjoy your life. Enjoy all of it. And if it doesn't work out, like, it doesn't work out. And, and that's, that's okay. okay. So, I think... On to the next. Anyone tries to make you feel like that for that, like, they shouldn't. 
Um, and I think do what you want to do and dating is supposed to be fun. And if you're not having fun, then change your mindset towards it. Like decide you want it to be more fun and not so serious. And people don't have to fit into a five-year plan and enjoy it. And like go on a few dates and have it. Like, Cause like it, you learn more about yourself. I feel like then you would like, I don't want to say like more than you would being single, but I do think like going on dates with different people teaches you a lot about like who you are, what you like, what you don't like. What you're open to, what you're not open to. Yeah. How brave you can be because listen, dating is scary. Like that is not easy to go on a date with someone you've never met. Like that's hard. Like, so props to you if you've done that. Um, but yeah, that's what I, I would say about like how to know if you're ready. I don't know. Do you want to be ready? Do you want to be with someone? Do you think you have like the mental, emotional capacity to do that? Do you want to go on a date? and go on a date like I, I don't think it's any deeper than that I really no. don't like if you want to do it then do it if you don't think you want to then simply don't mm-hmm. so let's move into a, a tricky one yeah let's take a trip down how do I do this because I'm scared of being hurt again Ugh. which is such a big me it's a big thing literally me yeah I think a lot of us have been there yeah um I actually have never had that thought in my head, but I like empathize a lot with it because I, I understand that it's probably less normal. It's not the right word, but it's probably less like standard for someone to not have that thought than someone, um, to have that thought. So like, I understand I'm very much in the minority with that. And I think why that is that I've never had that thought is like, I feel like for me, and I think this is the way I conceptualize it is like, if I have lived through worse things than my past breakup then I can live through the breakup and then another like it you have to conceptualize it as like was that breakup the worst thing that ever happened to you maybe but you survived it or maybe not and you survived both so you can well, be open to it I I feel like you can conquer anything so you might as well it rather to have loved than lost than never loved at all I think that's maybe like how I conceptualize it for me, it's not even it's not even about like surviving a breakup as it is like surviving the relationship. Not even surviving the breakup. Because for me, like whenever tough things happen in relationships, it's not the breakup that's the toughest, it's getting past it that's the toughest. And so like in past relationships that I have been in that have been absolutely like astronomically <laughs> awful, I didn't want to be in another relationship for a very long time. I wouldn't say that it made me like afraid of commitment, but it definitely made me afraid of being vulnerable with people. And and then thinking back on like the vulnerability episode, I feel like I like talked about relationships a little bit and how the relationships that I have had in the past have made me like not want to be vulnerable with partners like in the future because yeah. it <laughs> It just wasn't anything that I felt like I wanted to deal with again. And yeah. I feel like that's also, like, very common for people. It is. It is. No, it really, really is. I feel like that's super common yeah. for people. And I, and I, most of my friends are like that. They're like, I just don't want to do it again. Like, I don't want to go through it again. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that, like, the way that I think about it is, like, not, like... But it's good that you think about it that way. Yeah. I feel like it was worse whenever I was younger. Um, I was just like... Ugh. I don't want my heart broken again. But really, now that I'm older, it's like, I do simply don't want to waste my time. I just think... Like, I don't want to waste my time on someone that is just going to take up space. Like, what? I just feel like hurt is inevitable in life. Like, no oh, matter... Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. No matter, like, who you are, what you're it's doing... It's going to happen. 
Yeah, like I think people are just, they're going to hurt you as much as they're going to love you. You know, mm-hmm. probably not as much as people love you, but you, you will feel it, you know? And, and I think for me, it's like, I would rather take like the pain of a relationship that I thought was forever and like whatever, like that goes into that than to have never experienced it. Because I think with life, the more experiences you accumulate, the more of a well-rounded person that you are. And I think a lot of wisdom comes from really tough situations. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, I wrote an entire blog post about this one time where I was like, just keep your arms open to life. Like, the more scared you are of life, like, life is going to be scared of you, right? Like, they're going to be like, ah, like don't want to put anything at this girl. Like, people can tell when you're very closed off. Like, people can tell. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's really hard when you put up walls. I think that to me has never made sense because I'm like why because nobody can get in to love you either as much as you're afraid of being hurt you can't get loved with walls well some people don't want to be loved everybody wants to be loved deep down inside everybody wants to be loved but some people might not be open well and that goes back to then like if you don't want if you don't want them but but even people that are like in relationships literally are not in the mindset to be loved yeah, and I think, and it's so and that's so strange to me. I'm just like, then what are you doing? Um, therapy. That's where I plug therapy. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding because it's like I plug therapy for literally everything. And I think that that's the point of our podcast, right? It's like I literally plug- we <laughs> are talking through shit, and like we cannot sit here and give you like we don't. We're not meeting each of you one on one to like sit down and be like, okay, let's talk this through. So we have to speak generally. But I think if you're scared of being hurt, like I think ask yourself like. Why, why is that like not just because i don't want to be hurt like there's a deeper reason than i just don't want to be hurt there's there's like super deep but people are and i feel like we've talked about this in a past episode people are just like i don't want to do it they'll be like i want to get better and i want to conquer the world and i want to do this and i want to do that and then have all of these buts but this but that like i'm struggling with this i'm struggling with that or i'm not ready to talk about this or um, whatever, and then you try to like point them in the direction, not point them in the direction that they need Got to go, but just yeah, you know, just yeah. And it, you know, some people just. I think um, a good way. I think you can conquer this because I know this is very real. Like people will spend years in therapy because they are scared of being hurt. And I think again, I cannot sit down with each and every one of you. I wish that I could, but. I feel like a good way for you to kind of like self-help in this way is to write down vulnerably. The key word here is like, cause also journaling can be like therapy where we kind of like lie to our journal, you know? And like, we like don't even write down our deepest things because sometimes we don't want to admit it to ourselves. So I think as openly as you can write down everything you're scared of, right? Like write down all of it because ultimately we don't like not being in control Mm -hmm. we don't like being betrayed Mm -hmm. we don't like being humiliated we don't like feeling stupid we don't like loving someone who doesn't love us back like these are things that make us scared of being hurt because that's what hurt is so write down everything you're scared of why and look at it and then flip the page flip it and write (laughs) down everything good that can come from a happy relationship 
or not from a past relationship that you were in a a happy relationship that you have never experienced yet your ideal relationship things that you would want to experience in a happy relationship and again this is not about like don't be single like we can get to that a different time right now we're talking about like when you're trying to move into a new relationship and you have these walls and you're scared of being hurt so you can't give this person everything that's like what i'm referring to and write down everything that they can come from this new relationship Mm -hmm. and look at that and be like okay if the worst thing happened and all the things I'm scared of came to fruition, would the good outweigh the bad with this person? And if it doesn't, reevaluate who you're with because the right person will make it worth it. And I'm not saying that that person's going to like make all these terrible things happen, but I think it's like, yes, you're, you might be hurt. Like, yes, things might happen. Like sometimes we're not in control, but at the end of the day, like you would rather have the experience and learn something and love someone and be loved by someone with the chance that it might not work out, but, like, there's also a chance that it, it will. It could be the most beautiful thing you've ever experienced in your entire life. All the and I am always willing to, and I'm usually always willing to take that risk. And you should take that risk because <laughs> in the world, in the world, energy, spirituality, religion, whatever you call it, good outweighs bad every time. Yeah. Sometimes bad happens. Even in the healthiest relationship. It's going like, to happen. Shit goes wrong. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. But the good will outweigh the bad. The good means more than the bad means because you can survive the bad, but you can't never experience the good. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. you can get through bad shit, but you can't not experience the good ones. Like Right. You know, does I don't know if that like wording that makes sense. That kind of sort of makes sense. Like if you have to have the relationship to experience the good. Mhm. But you'll always have to get through bad shit. Yeah. No matter where you go or who you're with. Yeah. Whether that means like you hide up behind your walls and like you don't ever never get to feel like that kind of a healthy love. Like that hurts you too. Um, because healthy love is a, is a wonderful thing and it teaches you more about yourself than like you could ever imagine. And I would hate for any of you to like not give someone that chance to like be your partner. And it's not about them teaching you. It's like you, you get to learn experience. through them. You get to experience different things. If you're with a person that compliments you really well, if you're with a person that supports you and shows you love and gives you positivity and just brings you this calmness and this stability, it really can change you as a person. So I feel like being in like a healthy relationship and, ex- and experiencing healthy love can do more for you than a lot of different things and it can do more for you than you think it will oh a thousand percent like yeah it's something that it's something that i really feel like people should experience i've experienced it um currently and it's just it's just something that is honestly unexplainable like you just have to be whenever you're with someone that is able to give you things without you having to ask for it and things that maybe you didn't even know that you needed that is whenever I feel like you know you have it you know you have something and this I guess is a good segue into like how do I know if someone's right for me right and And exactly yeah and I think we can talk about that because um so just to round off like being scared of being hurt I think just remember like the worst thing that could ever happen will never be as bad as the best thing that could ever happen. Like the bad will never outweigh the good in the situation. Like it would, it would, it's easier to experience a couple bad months than to like miss out on a lifetime of happiness. Like conceptualize it like that. Um, you can don't miss your own shot. Do not wait. block yeah. your blessings. You people. miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take period. 
after I literally, <laughs> after I literally just said I don't shoot my own shot. But even though, even if you are a person that Why? like doesn't shoot your own shot, yeah, do it. Maybe you just like inch towards that shot just a little bit. But taking like a chance makes like is the little advances, thing. like like another picture yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I got one. Slide up on the story and put like the little emoji, like yeah. the little heart eyes, and like. Even this kind of, this is a good one for people who don't shoot their shot. Like, if we're talking about, like, before the relationship, you can never win a game you don't play in. There we go. Because then that's not about shooting your shot. That's about being in the relationship. That's about you being present. You cannot win the game if you are not playing. Like, you have to play. You have to be in it. Like, you have to be there. Be fuck present. Fuck being hurt. I'm sorry. Like, fuck being hurt. Like, you, Just I. Just take a chance. You could, you could If fall. you don't take it too serious in the first place, it can just be like. Yes, and wait, and when you just get be like, whatever. to that point where you're ready to commit, commit. Like, I think we hide behind this hurt, and for what? Like, you will be okay. If the worst thing happens, you will survive, but you'll never get the chance again to be with that person if you pass up on it. You'll never get the chance to get that relationship if you pass up on it because you're hurt. No, you will miss don't out. Let that person get away. On you will miss out on every good thing that passes you by if you are so fucking scared of being hurt. And then you know what you end up alone oh. and alone. <laughs> I just got very heated because this is something <laughs> I feel <laughs> bandit wily. No, bandit. Come here, come here, kind sir. Bandit has human This is something I feel very passionate about. I don't love the concept of I can't do that because I'll get hurt again. So if you need to kick up your ass today, you're welcome. This is Um, it. My kind sir. Bandit. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Hi everyone. Just gotta be a parent. I did have to be a parent. This one's saying, like, I don't know how people have kids. Like, this is what I'm learning. Um, Anyway, so we're gonna wrap up. Last like 20 minutes or so talking about how to know if somebody is right for you. So let's say we get past like all of that kind of like awkward post breakup, like beginning stages. And if you need like, we did an episode on dating apps, we did an episode on sexual health and intimacy, and we did an episode on um, making the first move and kind of like that really, really early phase prior. So if you want to go listen to those, you absolutely can, like you should, because those are probably a little more in depth in terms of like, the logistics of it all this is more of like a, a glazed over version so we can cover as much as we can um but so how do we know if someone's right for you now to give a little background i'm currently in an almost three-year relationship with the person like i don't i feel like <coughs> it's like cringe saying it but like we will be together forever like that's the vibe um, most people in my life do know this about us mm-hmm. and so i think for me, and I'll just kind of say like, this is my experience with it is I think I knew. And like, this is the other thing. It's like, there can be more than one, right. There will be, or can be more than one right person for you. Um, the world is full of people. However, I think for me, what kind of like, let me know, like, this is something that I need to hold on to is like when we were together or when we are together, like it doesn't ever make me question my value, my worth. Um, if anything, it's like helped me realize these things even more. And also like, it's encouraging. It allows me to grow. Like there are conversations where we've sat down together and he's looked at me and been like, Jess, like get it together. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and like, I needed those moments. Like that's what a friend does, right? Like, like those moments where they can look at you and like with love be like, you have got to like, look at this 
a different way like this situation like you could be doing this like this is what's happening like in front of your eyes and you're not doing anything about it and I think having someone who is always on my team Mm -hmm. and never that has your actual best interest at heart you know what else and this is like a good point okay I I gave this advice to a friend the other day and honestly after it came my mouth I was like I need to keep that in my repertoire because sometimes you say things and afterwards you're like oh my god I like that was like a good thing I just said I didn't even think about that um I said to my friend the other day I was like you know, like when you're in a relationship, they're your friend, right? We all know this. Like they mm-hmm. should be your friend first. They should be. And when that person offers you something in your friendship that you do not get anywhere else from any of your other friends, that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. So for me, being the therapist, right? Like a lot of my friendships, mostly all, and like this is not like bashing my friendships. This is just like the nature of them. This is nature of who I am. Like a lot of the friendship has that element of it in, of of me in it like me being that therapist and I think with Cole I have never once done that for him and I think that's kind of like and I didn't realize this till like two years in and I'm like holy shit like I've never once like that's good I hope even you, like the psychoanalytical I, 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 piece I hope people don't have to do that in their relationships but like there's nothing wrong with it there's like, nothing wrong with it however that should not but that's like but that's what I'm saying like that's my safe place like for yeah. everybody else like I want to do that for them and it's not like I don't want to do it for him but like for other people my heart goes there I can't yeah. help it it's just who I am it's what I do it's always what I've done but when I am with Cole it's like this space where I don't it doesn't come across to me to do that like it doesn't even occur to me to do that and I think that's a natural thing. It's not a choice. And I think that let me know more than anything. Like, this feels, like, very safe for me to, like, vent to him and to cry to him and to be – have him thera- therapize me, you know, and, like, to, to be take that a back person seat. for me. Yeah. To take a backseat in a relationship. That. It's recharging. It's rejuvenating. And I think that told me a lot. So that's for, like, whenever, my personal experience. Whenever you are able to retire a portion of yourself – whenever you're with someone that you usually cannot retire on a day-to-day basis I feel like that is essentially whenever you know um and I feel like I can't I can't think about if I actually just talked about this or if it was like in a different episode but in like past relationships I feel like um I was more able if I'm able to truly be myself and I feel like some people think that whenever they're in relationships, they're just like, yeah, I can like totally be myself. But I feel like people sometimes change who they are for people that they're in a relationship with. So if I'm able to be myself and if I'm able to be goofy and if I'm able to people know most of my friends know that I'm an absolute goof. I could be a complete and total like just ditzy completely like out of my mind, just major crackhead squirrel. Like, some, somebody literally was like, Ali, I feel like you might have ADHD. And I was just like... That's rude. I really don't think... We don't diagnose people. I don't think I have it. I Like, my mind literally just be like... Pew, pew, no, pew. You, don't. you don't. I really don't think I do. You don't. <laughs> Take that. I don't have it. Because <laughs> Anywho, whenever I feel like that I'm able to be my complete and total self, that is whenever I know that a person is for me. Um... <clears throat> And that's also just, and it's really different with the lesbians, with the gays. I'm not going to lie. I feel like everything just moves like so quick and no, so fast. No, that's like a stereotype. And it's really funny to me because before you, I like, I like knew gay people, but like being your like your best friend, <laughs> like being like 
Ali and I like talk all the time, like best best friends. The more the things I have learned. Just on your best friends? Yeah. And my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have noticed that. Like and I, I when you were talking about like doing that like complete and honest like version of yourself, I realized something that I had said to Cole like probably like six months in. And I was like, I sing in the car with you. And he was like That's a big one. He like looked at me and he was like Okay. And I was like, no, like, I've you know never how comfortable, sang in the car with anyone before. You know how comfortable you yes. have to be to sing Listen, in a car with somebody? Guys, we cannot sit here and give you, like, these, like, <laughs> like ask him this, do this, be this, and then maybe you'll know. You know, like, it is this, it's a I lot of little like moments. It's like, and it's like a feeling that you get, too. But you have to tune you into just, it. Like, com- you just, like, come to this realization, you're just like, hmm. <laughs> Like I, yeah. and it just, ha- it might just happen like in an instant, like in a moment, it could yeah. be like a random moment and something happens and it just kind of clicks. Yeah. Like for, and there's little moments that like, I remember kind of like where I am now, like, and like, let me just be clear as well. It was not easy getting to three years. Like this is not an e- it doesn't mean like if they're right for you, it's easy. I think Nothing it has easy. a lot to do with the way you speak to each other. I think it has a lot to do with the problems that are addressed. I think it has a lot to do with how you choose to handle them. I think it has a lot to do with communication. Being I think there's a, a literal lot to, like, good go. person. And yes, and I want to share something that I think is really empowering and I really want to have my mom on actually one time to like tell <gasps> this story herself. I've never met her. Yeah, which so, is crazy to me. Yeah. Um nice. I want her to tell this story herself one day on the podcast cuz I think it's actually like the most beautiful story, but basically like my mom was married and she met like her a friend like just a woman like friend whatever they become like best friends um sorry in my life if i would have said so my first basically ever. they're together now and i think that this story is so beautiful because it's like first of all when people hear that like what the fuck but when you think about it it's like that how incredible is that like neither of them had ever been with a woman and then you just meet someone and it feels right right and it feels like this best friend but it's like a different friendship than anything that you have because it asks something of you that you maybe don't give to other people and like that's, that's not usual for you and you don't mind doing it mm-hmm. and I think that's the the beauty of it is like they feel like home to you and I know that's cliche but if you are it's around like someone real. and you feel like shit if you are around someone and you feel like you have to look nice you're around someone and you feel like you have to change your body if you're around someone and they make you feel like you're not as good as somebody else if you're around someone and you feel like you have to be going on crazy dates to like feel connected like that is not your person no it's not you should be able to go out on a saturday and night just chill and then on sunday morning do nothing like that is your person i can yeah. guarantee you yeah. and be completely comfortable doing that like the things that i have allowed myself to be And the conversations I've allowed myself to have, like, within myself of, like, I want to be better for him. You know, I want to be better, and not only for him, but because of me. Like, I want to be a better version of myself so that we can grow together. And I think it's such a, it's so big, and it doesn't feel, like, trivial. And I think that's how you know relationships are not right for you. Like, it doesn't feel like you're fighting for something. Like, what does it feel like when you fight? What are you fighting for? I should not have to fight every day in my life to be in a relationship that. with you. But it's if like, when I you are, to, what are you fighting for? Nothing, because I'm not about to do that. I'm not doing that. If I have to sit here and, like, ground for your time and, like, 
fight for like your love or like fight for your affection, girl, I am not doing that. Well, it's like because what are you doing that for? That is wasting so much energy because somebody, somebody that actually somebody that you should be with is someone who gives you a reciprocal relationship. Mm-hmm. If someone cannot offer you a reciprocal relationship, then that is not someone that you need to be with. If that person is not in the mindset to give you what you are giving them, that is not someone that you need to be with. That's not someone that you need to even try and attempt to get to know deeper than probably what you already know, like surface level. Mm-hmm. Like it's not worth all of that energy because you're giving all of that energy to what like to yeah like it's not it's literally not worth your time that's so draining i do also want to say like love languages do play a part in we were talking about about love languages today at work literally at our uh, bus meeting they are so important and like i do want to like add that in like sometimes someone can we have an episode about love languages and talk about them i think that we absolutely should so maybe have you read the love language book i have yes um so basically like what i'm saying is like that can play a role so i think um kind of like think about that if you're kind of like struggling because that I mean in full transparency like that was something that Cole and I had a lot of conversations about that's um, about one thing that I had a long conversation about my last relationship was love language because it does play a factor um and I think as well it's like it can feel like you're not being fully loved but the other person is feeling like they are loving you completely so I think it is important to discuss that Mm -hmm. um however what I will say is love languages do not play a role in how you wake up feeling the majority of the time. Like I think a good way to gauge this is like percentages, like really like boil it down to that. Like, how do you feel 50% of the time? How do you feel 60% of the time? Like, look at that. Like, how do you feel in what percentage? Like, do you feel like shit 70% of the time and you feel like pretty good 30% of the time? Like, uh, like it's probably not great. (laughs) Or maybe it's a rough patch. Like, again, we can't sit down with all of you, but this is just like a general rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. I did want to add something though. Um, to what we were talking about prior and it has absolutely lost it's lost on me at the moment that's upsetting oh yes arguments Um, so when you're arguing we were talking about this like with when you were saying like what are we fighting for right so like I wanted to mention this because I think this is important when you are having an argument with your loved one your relationship partner person (laughs) now that's going to happen. It should happen. It's healthy. It's very, very healthy to have arguments. Um, I think what I mean when I say, like, what are you fighting for is, like, if you're arguing, like, what is the goal? Like, what are you trying to work towards, right? So, like... Don't argue just to argue. So, in previous arguments that, you know, Cole and I have had, it's, like, how... The argument is about, like, getting to a happier relationship, right? It's, like, how can we communicate better to, like, be happier? How can I do this to make... To be a better partner, So I think those are the arguments that I think are worth fighting for. You know, things that are like, I'm trying to understand how I can be better for you when I feel like I'm doing things correctly. And then you pivot, you you adapt, and you move forward. The problem is when you're arguing about things that the only purpose of you arguing about them is to win. And I think if you have to look in the mirror... And, and this is not saying like you're a shit person, like you can change this. This doesn't mean like they're not the one for you, but I do think it can contribute to a lot of like bad things in the future. So I think sometimes we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, are we fighting to make this a better relationship or are we fighting to win? Are you fighting to prove a point? Are you fighting to feel like you have more power? And if you are, I think you need to reevaluate some things and decide like, why is that? 
like why do you feel like you need an upper hand on this person why do you feel like you're going at each other like why is it not like yes argue yes you can bicker yes you can be annoyed at them i'm talking about like the big things Mm -hmm. like when you're fighting about big things why and why are you fighting with them like is it about making the relationship better or is it about winning because whenever you have arguments even if it's not like with the significant other but definitely when you're having an argument with a significant other there has to be an end goal Mm -hmm. (laughs) you cannot go in guns blazing into an argument especially with like your partner and not have an end goal because you're just like you're yelling just to yell you're just like giving out all of this energy like you're using all of this energy for like absolutely no reason whenever you don't have an angle like what is the whenever you sit down to have like a serious conversation with your partner what is the purpose of this conversation what are you wanting to get from this conversation and do you think it can actually happen because if you if you go into a conversation and you know that you are just about to waste your breath and nothing is going to come of this just like jessica said in one episode if I'm able to just, like, take a second... 24 hours. 24 hours. And if I'm able to, like, get over it, then that's it. That is it. That's done. Whatever. But if I go to sleep, wake up the next day, and it is still harboring within me, then I need to get to thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, bitch. What are we going to say? What are we going to say? And what do we want to come of this? Mm-hmm. What, it's the resolution piece. It you have to yeah. have a resolution, especially if you're with someone for a very long period of time and you see this going somewhere and this could be a point in your relationship, but this could be like a learning moment. Like this could be something that is very like pivotal for the both of you and for your relationship. And it can be very beneficial. So you have to make sure that the words that your words mean things. Maybe we should make a shirt mean, that says that. Say what you mean, mean what you say because words mean we things. We need words mean things. Like you you have to like use your correct judgment, also being like a really sound mind before you go into these arguments and conversations as well. Um and just making sure that whenever you're doing that, that it's for the betterment of your relationship and not for the betterment of your pride. Ooh Jessica, Miss That Girl. part. <laughs> yeah you you need to put your pride aside a lot when you're in relationships and i've been with someone who was literally never able to put their pride to the side for anything like for nothing yeah for absolutely nothing and i was just like i cannot like keep doing this yeah like i literally like it i can't well like again it's like if they're annoying you and you snap like we're not speaking about like those kind of things like that's gonna happen we're more talking you know about like the bigger issues um because listen like don't like everyone does it like when you're having a bad day or they say something and it's fucking annoying and you just like (laughs) say something really quick and then it's like blows over right like that's that's okay like if you need to like hear that like don't go into a spiral like that's okay like we're not saying that that is like the craziest thing ever um I also think the words come to mind because I was really um thinking about this while you were speaking it's like compromise and sacrifice right so like when we're talking about resolution I think, and like, let's use the love languages example because I think it really applies in this case. It's like, okay, like, let's take me. I'm a words of affirmation person. Mm -hmm. Tried and true. Through and through. Not as much anymore. And I'll tell you why. And uh, let's say somebody has quality time, right? So, like, you could be like, because not everyone is is fucking Ernest Hemingway. Like, not everyone can, like, write you a poem about the color (laughs) of your eyes. Like, that's not everyone's gift. It's not everyone's inclination. 
It's not Kohl's. It's not like none of my friends are words of affirmation people. I'm Just not. little old me. Yeah, you're not. I am friends with no one who is like me. Like I would like to make I'm a lone wolf. Like, I can give you words of words. affirmation, but that's honestly not like the verse no, thing. None of my, my friends mind. give me verbal affirmation. So I've had to adapt, okay? Because <laughs> it's just not who they are. So you could say to a partner or a friend, this could apply here. You can be like, listen, you know, if you could make a conscious effort to just like, you know, try and call me like a cute like pet name, like behind like something that you say. I know not everyone's crazy about them, but like most people, I love them. them. So you could say, you could be like, maybe you could try, and whenever you ask me like what I'm doing, just add like sweetheart behind it, or I don't know what you like, (laughs) babe, like whatever you prefer, and to be like, could you make a conscious effort to like do something like that? Because what are you doing, and what are you doing, babe, has a very different (laughs) tone. Tone, you know. So I think that (laughs) could be a way that you compromise if that helps, or. Hey, like, you know, when we're having, like, a serious conversation, can you make sure you're fully engaged? Like, when I'm speaking to you, like, it's really important to me that you're fully... I hate a half-ass listener. Oh, well, my like, gosh. Well, like, sometimes, like, especially in a long-term relationship, like, you're talking all the time. So, like, sometimes mm-hmm. you're, like, not fully, like, you're listening, but you're also kind of focused on other things. So, yeah. if you're a words of affirmation person, you'd be like, hey, like, it really means a lot to me, like, when I'm telling you about my day that, like, we ha- can have that conversation and then just go back to what you're doing. Like, just right. give me, like, ten minutes. Um... Because some people, that might not be important. You can kind of rant about your day, and someone can have listen, and it's like, whatever. <laughs> or if you're a quality time person, and somebody's, like, more acts of service, it's like you compromise. You're like, once a week, can we go out for, like, a date night? It doesn't have to be expensive. I it doesn't have to be paid. Like, it doesn't have to, like, break the bank. Like, maybe we could just go on, like, a picnic. Maybe we could just go on a drive. A drive yeah. is a really good date. Um, or a walk. Yeah, it's just something that doesn't cost money. But if you're a quality time person, <laughs> you can compromise on that. Um right. You know, it doesn't have to be like every night we sit down and watch a movie and then afterwards we talk about what we thought about the movie. You know, like we don't, it doesn't, you're going to have to compromise. <laughs> um, I've compromised on my words of affirmation because in my first relationship, I remember um, being very stern about this. I was like, that was my ground that I was not willing to come off of. I was like, <laughs> we will be Ernest Hemingway or I am out of here. I really wish I knew younger Jessica. You don't. Um, I wish you knew younger Leah. We wouldn't have been like the best of friends, but we would have been friends. It would yeah. have been an interesting friendship. Maybe. And I work on quality time by being a better listener. Like, I think that's how I've worked on quality time with Cole is like, I've had to learn how to be like very attentive. Um, Cause sometimes I zone out. I, I mean, we yeah, all do, do, but I, I try really hard to like, cause you know, it's be natural present. sometimes to, like pick up your phone and you're right. like, just, like, cause you're not talking about anything really, but I've learned like, that he really likes to feel like I'm listening fully. Right. So I just make sure I don't have my phone. Sometimes I have to be like, love you so much. I'm going to, I need to answer this really quick, but then I'm like right back. <laughs> um, so I think it is about kind of learning those things about each other. And if your partner isn't willing to compromise with you, I think that that can tell you a lot. Like you should be able to compromise and it might not be immediate, but it'll happen. Now, what I will say is that you should not over compromise yeah, no, 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 yourself. No. Yeah, like no, no, no. a couple compromises. Sure. Your love language compromise. Sure, if there's something else that they are giving you to, like, make up for what you're compromising for. Mm -hmm. However, if you're just, like, if your relationship is nothing but compromises, I don't. Compromise should go both ways. Yeah, that as well. It should not just be you. Like, you should not be compromising yourself for somebody else because, sweetie, you can be gone in an instant. Yeah. Same with sacrifice. That as well. Yeah, for sure. You have to be able to. Don't sacrifice too much of yourself. For no, you should never compromise or sacrifice on who you are. Yes. How you love, that can be adapted, I believe, personally. Yes, Who it you can are be. should never be compromised. No. And you should never apologize no. for that. Do like, not change who you are for somebody. Yeah. It's not worth it. Like, there are certain not things. Worth it. Like, uh, good example. This also can, like, imagine, imagine Aaliyah dating somebody. Okay. And they were like, you know <laughs> what? That. I really don't, like, love 
I don't know. Let's think about it. I don't really love, like, your friends. Aaliyah is a ride-or-die friend bitch, right? She could, she's be like, okay, bye. Like, that is not something that you're willing to sacrifice or compromise on. Right. For me, if somebody said to me, like, you know, like, it's really important to me that my wife, like, is really more into, like, the domestic space and, like, wants to, like, raise kids and, like, have a big family, I'm out. Like, that's not something I can compromise on. That's not yeah. something I'm willing to sacrifice I'm not for. willing to be a hermit for somebody else. Like, I would, I want, like... I want my partner to compliment me. Like, I like being around my friends. I need a partner that also likes being around other people. It doesn't have to be couples. Just people in general. Like, yeah, I want to spend my time with you. But also, like, there's other people in this world other than yeah. you and I. You and I relate on Ex- that. Especially if it's, like, especially, like, if I'm living with a partner one day. And I'm just, like, always with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to always be with your partner. Like, I would love, I'm going to love the day that I'm able to just be with someone who I enjoy being around all the time and that it just feels easy being with. Like, that is going to be so fun, right? But also, like, I need me time. Like, Mm -hmm. I need time with my friends. I need time with, like, if I want to go visit my parents. Like, I just need time sometimes. And especially if I'm with you all the time, like... I I enjoy your energy and I'm around you all the time. Love that. Also need space a little bit. Yeah. Because that's also good, you know, to like have your own things. Like always have your own things. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah, I uh, think this is like too, but. a take on non-negotiables. I think maybe you can write down Talk like, about non-negotiables. Well, yes, definitely. So I think... In just Love kind of, language, non-negotiables, yeah. zodiac signs. I think to bring this all... Yep. To bring this all the way full circle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think to know if someone's right for you, right? Here's what I think you should do. If you, first of all, if you are in your car listening to this or wherever you are and you are currently in a spiral, because listen, we can all be there where we're like, is this me? Um, oh, here's what I would urge you to do. I think you need to write down things about yourself that are so inherent to who you are that you can't imagine doing anything else. Like what Aaliyah was talking about, like having very free ability to do whatever you like and not have anyone question it for you. For me, that's my career. Um, There's a lot of other things, but that's just the first one that comes to mind. Um, Write down all those things that you are not willing to compromise on, that you're not willing to sacrifice on. And then I would write down all the things, like your non-negotiables, but a little different. Write down all the things that you really want a partner, things that you... Not necessarily, like, that are deal breakers, but more so the reverse, where it's like, I have to have this, not like, I can't have that. You know, like, write down what you actually do want. Um, and compare that list, and if you're in a relationship, ask yourself, has your partner ever asked you, or have you been compromising any of the things that are so inherent to who you are, you can't imagine being anyone else? The real, like, deep shit things, not, like, the bullshit things. Like, the real shit that you can't compromise on, you can't do anything about, it's just who you are. And then go to your list of things that you really, really want in a partner. Have to have. Things that would make you happiest. Because you know yourself. I know you guys know yourselves. I hope you do. Look at those lists. Have a really honest look in the mirror. And decide. Like, I think it is up to you in the way that you feel. But I think if you need a tangible, there it is. Like, if you are being asked to compromise who you are and what you want. And if you are not getting your needs met. I don't think there's anyone in this world that should ever be with someone that makes them feel less than who they are or makes them feel like they want too much. Um, 
And I think if you are in that boat, I know it's cliche. There are other people out there. Like There's I never, the never want anyone to feel like because they're in a relationship and it's long term, like that's the best you're gonna get, or like it's too late to start brand new. Like it's so hard. It is so so hard. But like it's worth it in the end because you're going to find things and become things and learn things that you could never imagine because you took a risk on yourself. So I think if you're sitting there like listening to this right now, always bet on yourself. Always bet on yourself. And if you are feeling like this is you and you're like, holy shit, like I need to wake up. I'm unhappy. Like I don't, I'm compromising myself. I don't even know who the fuck I am anymore. Take this as your wake up call and DM us. If you need, if you want to speak about this further, please DM us. Like, please talk to us about this. Like this is about as honest as we could both get, I'm sure. And I know this is probably a little harsher than the majority of our episodes, but this is something I think we both feel really passionate about. We don't want any of you to be with someone that hurts you. It's not worth your time. Yeah, and, like, ask you to be someone that you're not because, like, you are who you are because of the experiences that you had, because of the things you believe in. And it's not fair for you to not be that person for somebody else that doesn't value that about you. Changing who you are to fit someone else's need is not sacrifice. It's manipulation. Yeah, it's not cool. Don't love that. And that's how I feel about that. Yeah, definitely. That's the episode. (laughs) So that's the episode. See you guys next week. We potentially have something very exciting planned. If not, the episode's going to suck. I'm sorry. Well, I hope it's not the second one. I hope it's the first one. No, honestly, it'll be a good episode regardless. Potentially might have something very exciting coming. I got a very exciting thing in the mail today. Oh, yeah. A lot of people got some stuff in the mail. Should Should we say something or should we wait? One more week. One more week? Okay. We'll We'll have something exciting next week. Very, very soon. I think that you will all be made aware of this thing by next Sunday? Monday? No, not like this coming Monday. Like, you won't know this weekend. I think you'll know the weekend after what we have cooking. Yeah. All right. So, (laughs) with all that being said, it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's Unlicensed Podcast. Bye. Bye.